Bonjour, bonsoir, dear friends, and welcome to JCB Live. Today, this happy hour is at home. Where is better to welcome great friends in your home and play the divine game of Texas Hold'em? I'm going to play with one of the most amazing gamblers of all time. He gambles in his life. He gambles in his business. And luckily, dear friend, he wins big. His name is Jeff Shaw. He was the founder of a great business in the security world. Made it big, sold it, hang out in Arizona, had a dream, and then started one of the most vibrant wine company on the net today. It's called Underground Cellar. He's the founder and the man who runs it, and it's very exciting. We're going to spend a lot of fun tonight playing cards, a few surprises, and then a big prize at the end of our discussion. So I'm very delighted, excited with 1881 Napa to bring a true American entrepreneur to the table. Jeff! Oh! We did it! Did you see how the court came out? Oh, I'm sorry my eye, John Charles. <laughs> well, I cannot take your eye yet. We are in the James Bond Hill. Cheers. I'm going to have to take it out if I win. Ah, there you go. Well, if, you're, if my eye's on the table, then, then I demand a wager. Oh, here we go. Well, let's go on the table. Welcome, welcome to the world where there's no return. <laughs> Luckily, dear friends, I have the key of the house. If Jeff wins, there's a big ocean over here that he's going to end up in. If I lose, I'm going to have to give him a big safe, which is right there. So let's be very unconventional today. Let's play cards. Why is, why is poker? And dear friends, Jeff is one of the most accomplished poker player. He knows a lot about it. We're going to see. Why is poker your game? Well, John Charles, you know, the way I look at, at, at life is the same way I look at poker. You have to take risks in order to get what you want. I agree with that. So what's your form of risk in life as an example? Well, um, sometimes I uh, put myself out there a little outside my comfort zone. Um, but every time I, I take a little bit of a risk um, and stay true to myself and work hard, it pays off. Now, when I compare, you know, poker to, to wine, for example, um, it's about risk versus reward. It's also about quality. Mm-hmm. And quality is one of those things that I, I uh, am always looking for. It's not always about getting, you know, the, the cheapest price on something. It's not always about... Um, getting the best deal. The best deal. But it's about getting the best value. Oh, I like that approach. So, Jeff, we have my cards, but we have your chips. Dear friends, we're playing a lot of dollars today. So I know you from all around the world. You're going to be watching. One of my favorite games as well is Texas Hold'em. So shall we get, shall we get one going? Sounds good. Talk. I think you're the dealer. You, you are the expert. So when did you actually really start playing professionally as well? Poker. Because I know you play some very handsome 
price at poker? So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, uh, it's a little known fact about me that I play poker, um, but as all my friends know, they, they know. Um, and I started actually um, right on my 18th birthday, not a day before. Wow. Um, I believe him for sure. Cheers to that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's why he studied laws as well. He knows how to go around the law as a true lawyer. Hey, by the way, what does it make you think? This is really one of our Chardonnay. I really wanted, as a true Californian that you are, you know, try a sparkling wine from the history of Napa Valley. So this is 1881. The first time we... Many times ago, Matt, it was in that great museum. So we had to. I, I'm using a drug to make sure he loses his sense of ability. Do you always drink and play? Um, yeah. You know, I, I think uh, getting outside your comfort zone, a part of that is, you know, getting rid of those inhibitions and, and seeing where the night takes you. Um, but, you know, it's, it's about, once again, drinking something very quality, right? Yeah. I'm not one of those people that I'm going to drink a bunch of, you know, Heineken all night. But I'll open a really nice bottle of, of a champagne. And, you know, as I, as I sip on this, um, uh, the champagne, it smells delicious. Mm -hmm. um, and what, it uh, tastes like a, like a very classic Blanc de Blanc. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, so dear friends, Blanc de Blanc, you know, Chardonnay based. And this is for you, Jeff, Napa Valley. So... You know, what do you, I love the comfort zone and I love this idea. What does poker as well bring to you that is, don't say, don't say anything. I'm golden. Yeah! <laughs> hey, Jeff, we're going to play big right now. All right. <laughs> so this is, this is what we're going to do. And, okay. and, and this is for real here. Oh, we, so, we, we, we in. All right, so you take your, your stack of chips over there. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm the small blind. But maybe we should go all in. <laughs> well, maybe not yet. Maybe do you think yet? I don't well, want to take you in that quickly in front of our friends. I want to have a longer discussion. Because what I have here, it's not Jay Alexander the Magician, but almost, dear friends, I have kind of a... The pair. Well, okay. I will uh, take my chips. So, so right. tell me. So, how do we get started? You start. I all think right. it's better. So, for people out there that are watching, might not know how to play Texas Hold'em. The way that it works is every player gets two cards. Then there's going to be up to five community cards in the middle. And what we're trying to do is build the best five-card hand. And so, um, keep your cards, you know, to yourself. Close to your chest. You saw my first two. All right. And, um, and Jim, do you want to show your first two to the crowd so they're I'll, part of it? I'll show them, but, but no reactions from the peanut gallery here. All right, all right, all right. All right. Okay. I didn't see anything. All right. And so what you wanted, uh, I, I know you're an expert player. Oh, but so much. You cannot imagine. Every night till 4 a.m. Right? Uh, on, on 
you're playing on the, on the poker app. And- I love it too. It's yeah. fun. It's fun. I mean, gambling is fun. But I, as you said, I think you said it so well. For all of us in life, we've got to go on the tangent of the circle sometimes. We've got to go on that line which, right, as you've done all your life, you feel it's going a little away from that comfort zone. You sweat. You feel the energy. You feel the sweat on your forehead, but you go for it. Right? Exactly. All right. So um, we start by having a round of betting. Yeah. So now that we know the first two cards, we don't know what the middle cards are going to be yet. We get to we get to have this opportunity to either bet strength or bet a bluff. I'm going back in as you asked me. See, that's my second wine going in. All right. Well, I uh, are you matching? I I, I see your your bet, um, and in fact, John Charles. He's going bigger. I raise you. (laughs) You see, I thought I was going strong, but he's the one. I'm going to match you just to be. All right. Just to be, just to be all in soon. So now we put the five cards. Yeah. Well, we're going to start by doing what's called the flop. The first three cards. Yep. All right. So you one up. I'll put them there so everybody can see. Oh, great. Perfect. Here we go. And then you discard one. Yeah. Then you do the next one face up. The four of hearts. And you've always loved games or is it just poker that gets you going? You know what it is, John Charles? It's consumer behavior. Yeah. It's understanding why people make decisions that they do. Mm. And in a game of, of poker, you can figure that out real quick. Yeah. And you can um, and put your money where your mouth is. You see? All right, figure now- out other people. I love the idea of the consumer behavior. It's very true. We learn about each other playing this game like crazy. Who is bluffing too much? Who is not? We have a six of hearts. All right. All right. So two, six, I'll put it on this side. Okay. All right. Well, two, four, six. All right. And then uh, two of them are hearts and one's a diamond. Mm-hmm. All I'm right. watching. I'm watching. And now since I'm the dealer, you get to act first. So you can bet more or you can check for free. I'm checking. All right. I'm going to take him for everything he's got. And I know he may succeed. <laughs> All right. Um, I am going to, uh, to check as well. Uh, oh, you are? Are you being a pussycat or you don't want me to go away? Well, sometimes, you know, one of the things in poker is you want to not give away too much information. That's right. And so so by, you want to keep me in. I want to keep you in. So by checking, it's like, oh, maybe he's like, oh, maybe he doesn't have anything. But... Lo and behold, everyone at home knows that. So you're a gambler irrelevant of poker in your life as well. You've taken big, big risks. Tell us about that big risk when you build your security business because that was, that was a very big move of you as well, getting totally out there as a business. Yeah. Um, when I was uh, in college, actually, at the University of Arizona, I started a company called ID Creator. Um, and we created um, something very unique. Um, and going back to this idea that people don't really want the, like, the lowest price or the biggest discount, they want the yeah. greatest value. And so we, we created, essentially we're making ID cards for companies, for their employees, for billing access. Um, but instead of having the lowest price like everyone else, five cents, 10 cents a card, we were charging the most. $5 or $10 per card. So you went reverse. 
the reverse. The unexpected. But, but you, you know why? Because we created, we were, we were visionaries, we created this technology that let any company have the free software to make the cards themselves yes. without having to buy expensive software, hire expensive design firm. Yes. And so by giving the customers that value, you're able to, to, to drive value to them and ultimately charge more per card. So cool. So you started this in your dorm. Yeah, my dorm room at school. That's so cool. Um, and uh, had a, a, a small exit, sold it. But, um, but really, you know, it was- So you sold it when you were still at school or just a few years after? Yeah, it was, it was uh, the, the year after school, uh, after college. Uh, I don't know many people who just keep staying at school, build a business, and then luckily at the end of it, sell it. That's brilliant. Then I was able to parlay that into to really figuring out what I wanted to do. It gave me some time and some money. For sure. And at, the, and at that point, um, there, were, there were two things that, was, that really motivated me. Yeah. Um, one of them was this idea um, of that you know, people aren't driven by the lowest price. Yes. And, um, and also, I just started having this, um, this passion for wine. And I, and, and I was no wine expert, um, but I just loved it. Mm -hmm. um, and so when I had a small exit from that company, I, 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 I had time to really think about what I wanted to do. And that's where this idea uh, was born for my current company, Underground Cellar, where we are building the most valuable wine marketplace in the world. Well, we'll, we'll go more there. But how did you discover that wine really helped you to think? I love that statement. Did one really did that? Help you to really center yourself and get you into that thinking mode of building something else? Yeah, you know, wine, um, wine is beautiful, delicious, opulent. Yeah. Um, and there's so much to discover with it. But you know where really what, what allowed me to, to, to have this brilliant idea for yeah. Underground Cellar, my next company? I was in a hot tub. Well, we'll a hot tub. Ooh la la! What a life! You see how the best business ideas are born. But now that I've diverted his mind, and I hope he's forgetting the cards, let's get to round two. All right. So the three cards. Now we've the, bented, we've equaled. Yep. The next card that comes out is called the 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 turn. Yeah. And the turn is an eight of hearts. God, we have a sequence here. Do you guys see the pattern? Two, four, six, and eight. I'll keep them this way so you can all be with us because we're playing the big round before the next very serious discussion. And for those of you following along, what in poker we want to try and do is get pairs, right? So if you have a king, you want two kings. Yes. If you, or you maybe want um, a straight, which is five numbers in a row. So like three, four, five, six, seven. Or you want what's called the flush. All the same five symbol. So in this case, what we have three, we have four hearts, I think. Yeah. We have four hearts. So, so uh, if you have a five, a five and a seven, this oh, is a sequence, this is a flush. That would be a straight, straight flush, flush. Which is is you know, which is the <laughs> oh, so we right. both have one, maybe. Maybe his starts higher and mine lower, and he makes it. 
So, right, so it's on you to act first if you I'm want to going bet big. or check. I'm going big because we are big. All right. You well, might as well go big or go home. I've been told that by a few people. All right. I'm going to call your, your bet here. He's calling me. Do you guys think he's really bluffing? You know, big entrepreneur, big ideas, he goes for it. I got to be careful maybe. I'm going to have to go to the safe shortly and get more if I lose. Are we allowed to go to the well? Sure. Oh, you, you can go to your safe as much as you want. <laughs> All right. So he's matching. So we do one more card, right? Yeah. All right. So let's see. So we're going to do the burn and our final card. A 10. 10 of hearts. And we did not plan this, dear friends. We have two, four, six, eight, ten. All right. So we have we have four hearts and uh, oh, they're all hearts. All hearts. So there's a flush on the board. It's the flush on the board, but they, we're missing a few. It's it's to link them together to, for a straight flush. Yeah. But if if five of the same symbol of yeah. itself is a really strong hand. So whoever has, for example. The, um, uh, you know, the high, if you have a heart in your hand that's higher than one of those, you might have a, even a higher flush than what's on the board. Yeah. But, um, but you know what, John Charles? I, I have the highest heart in my hand. Do you believe me? I, I want to believe you. Dear friends, do you think I should believe you? He's a big gambler. He's a big poker. He's an entrepreneur. He's wearing a bow tie, too. So he has the style. He's drinking the right wine, 1881. What shall I do? Can you please tell me something in the chat that I should do? We're allowed to look at the chat, right? You don't mind. So maybe I should go, let me go in sequence. I want to know one more question before we go all in. What did you learn the most from, from Texas Hold'em as an example? As you gamble daily, weekly, Right, you're very big in it. Not so much anymore, because um, I. You won so much. I well, <laughs> I that would have been nice. Um, uh, I, you know, I'm I'm the founder and CEO of a, of a very fast growing company, and it demands all my attention. But um, but when I was playing, yeah, I was playing every day at all hours of the night. But uh, a tip for the audience for poker. Um, there's tells. And, um, and a tell could be something as simple as if someone gets a little more talkative during a hand. Well, what does that mean? Does it mean that maybe they're bluffing? Or um, Are you talking about me right now? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you're, 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 uh, John Charles tapping his foot. That could be a sign of you know, increased adrenaline, yes. which, which might be because he's nervous because he, he maybe doesn't have the best cards. Ooh. Well, what about if I'm nervous because I have the best cards? And you're my lovely guest. I don't want you to lose with me. And I would be so sad and depressed if I was taking all your bank account. Well, you know what? I certainly never want to do that. Um, I don't think that's going to have to be a problem because... Um, it may be reverse. <laughs> Dear friends, I'm looking for a home soon. I'm going to lose this one. So, but I agree. Sign of nervousness. What else? Um, well, let's see. Let's, um, okay. So you just got really uh, strong posture. Uh, that's not a tell. I'm just impressed. I need to work on that myself. 
Um, you see how he has a great sense of analysis. It's same in a meeting. It's same in a negotiation. It's same in anything you do. So poker really teaches you a lot. It does, and you know, it's um, it's also not about the the immediate win. Yes. You know, if you're playing a poker tournament, the winner is not who um, gets all the chips the quickest. No, the winner of poker tournament is the last person left with the chip. Wow, very true. We heard that it's not about the quick win, and we almost on our first few hands, and we're going almost all in. Maybe it's too quick. Maybe. However, when you have the very best hand. Um, and in, in, in the poker world, they call it, when you have the very best hand possible, it's called the nuts. Like the, like the pistachio nuts. I don't know where the name comes from. <laughs> Me neither. But, but we I, have the nuts. We've, I've got the nuts. <laughs> it's funny, we have the same word in French. Nous avons les petites boules. Les voilà. <laughs> well, help me out. Translate that for me. <laughs> well, it means we have the nuts. <laughs> oh, perfect. All right. Well, I see your bet. Yeah. And you know what? Not only do I call it because I have the nuts, I am going to go all in. Plus something. What do you want? Whatever. I have the safe right there. I can okay. go for refill. All right. As well, I'm going to give you a little refill of bubbles. All right, well. Is it helping or is it too late? The game is. Let me, is let me have a sip here. Yes. Ooh. So you're basically so saying we're going all in. Well, all in, but I'm going to up the wager. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're, if you're. I'm all in with you. If, yeah, baby, yeah. Do we want it? We are. So you guys at home might not see this, but, but we are currently in John Charles's home. And looking around, is, this is beautiful and opulent, and there's chandeliers, and... and we'll and be swinging on them shortly. <laughs> Maybe me, the only one, or drawing in the pool. <laughs> so, if I win this hand, beyond the chips on the table, beyond this money, I want you to do something really special for our customers. Aha! Uh -huh. any, any ideas? Because... Well, if you give me a thought, I may say I'm all, 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 all in. No more dollars in between or no more little things. Maybe, what about if we do a gold bar? A gold bar? A gold bar. What's a gold bar worth? Well, whatever you want it to be worth. I'll bring as many as you want. They're all right there in the safe. I Dear friends, I'm going to be right back. He's pushing me and he's so good at it. As you can see, I'm going to go for it. He's baiting me. Did you see? He has me. So I'm going to go to the safe. Dear friends, I'm in the safe. I found this toy. I'll put it in my pocket just in case. I don't think he'll see it. And then what about if I take two gold bars? And then maybe... I've been fired by the ladies, so I don't know if I should take the kitty of the girls or not. Let's try. So, Jeff, I found it. <laughs> you wanted it. Oh. I'm going big. He's a bluffer, don't you guys think? Although he's funded his new business, we're going to talk about shortly, with poker chips, one by one. So... 
What about two gold bars? 989.9 wow. ounces. That... One, two million dollars. Oh my God, they're heavy. Oh, gold is. This is the real baby. Oh my gosh. Is that enough for you? Or do you want a little he, more? Here's the thing. You know, I would love to just, just take you, John Charles, but I'm really here um, for my customers. All right. I, uh, I want two things if I win. All right. I want to see you jump in that pool. All right. <laughs> well, that's feasible so far. The second so thing, there's no more gold bars. Well, but well, we, it's we, tempting, isn't it? It's shiny and beautiful. I, I, uh, it's hard to pass this up. The other thing that I want, I want large bottles of wine, Perfect. magnums, double magnums. I want you to autograph some of them. Well, if I'm still alive after this, this may be suicidal. I may disappear in the pool. <laughs> but yes. So I was prepared, Jeff, to put my ladies, oh. Kitty. They've been saving since birth in that beautiful safe. But you know what? We won't bet that one because it's for the ladies. We've got to plan the future still, even though mine is seem to be compromised. You see how good he's at reverse psychology. He's added something to it. I went to it, and now I'm scared to death. Ah. So what do we do now? Mm. First and foremost, I want to say we'll be friends forever anyhow. Okay. You promise? I promise. So we up to $2.8 million. This is the, the most ridiculous poker hand I've ever been in. Um, however, uh, I will never pass up a great opportunity, especially to, to fleece someone of this opulence and wealth. We wish. It's all borrowed. It's all staged, really. I've never lived here, but you know, just for the circumstances, it looked good for him. Shall we go for it? I'm all in. You're all in, I'm all in. So what do we do now? Um, so we're gonna turn it over and I guess see who has the... Uh... Ah! So we're gonna line up the cards. One, two, three, four, five. All right. I'll put little chips so everybody could see it. Up, up. Look at that. Do we go with one? All right. So go, uh, go ahead and show what you've got. Do you have a heart? I have a king Ooh. <laughs> of diamonds. I'm not sure he has its place. Maybe you go with one so we, nobody sees how much and what I'm gonna have to do. I'm gonna have to swallow the bottle whole. Well, I have a king of clubs. So we're in the same place so far. Correct. And now, I'm gonna keep that for all of you to remember. I have a joker. The joker? Yeah, baby! So what does Joker means? Joker means that it can be any card that you want. <sighs> well, maybe he has one too. Although, the very best card, the nuts, would be the ace of hearts that gives me the nut flush for the... 
What? Do I go for this? For this? For this? For this? Or maybe you know what I just do? You did it. So now, you're the winner. But wow. now we're going to have to continue this fabulous moment together for this happy hour in a very special place. Do you agree? Sure. So are you trying to say you won? Um, or are we equal? Because that could literally be the card you want. That could, this could be a tie. It, it very well could be. I think we're close to a tie, dear friends. But if we are a tie, would we still do the dinner? Sounds good. I'm committing to it. Dear friends, we'll show you how we're going to do the dinner, but we'll see you in a second with more questions. Because Jeff, as I would qualify this as a tie, and everybody agrees it's an official tie, Joker, Ace of Heart, we are going to go in that special place, and we're going to go deep with Jeff and learn about how to become a true entrepreneur. Well, Jeff, now that you've won the safe, or we tied, nobody knows. The Joker is not allowed in Texas Hold'em, but today we had it. You brought the card, so either it's a tie or not. We're gonna continue this great discussion because dear friends, realize we are here with an amazing entrepreneur. So we're gonna extract a lot of information. And I wanna learn personally from Jeff. Jeff, as we were playing cards, you said, you know, you got an idea to start that new business in a very unusual place. What was that about? Well, John Charles, why don't I show you? Oh, wow! Shall we? Let's do it. Well, you lead the way then. I don't know where I'm going, but he had me put my evening robe and my bare legs. I'm following you. We going right there? All right, let's go. Let's go, baby. La, la, la. I did not force it. That's where you wanted to go. Here we are. <laughs> you know, all the best ideas in my life have been in a hot tub. And uh, coming to join you in this one is, is no exception. Well, it's a true honor. So, you know, the best entrepreneurship class are never in the place you think. You could be in an airplane, skydiving. You could be in a wine cellar. You could be outside on a volcano. Or you could be in the jacuzzi. So, now, Jeff, I'd love for us to talk a little bit about your beginning as far as this new idea and how you got it going. So... First, cheers. Cheers. With a historical American wine. And I don't know about you, but, you know, I'm going to get my body in there because this is pretty sexy here. Look at that. Especially this bottle of Buena Vista. This is some, uh, some hedonistic wine. So I'm going to mm. come on in here with you. Oh, my goodness. What a perfect wine. Perfect time. Perfect wine, perfect time. If you guys happen to be in Napa, just give us a call, knock at the door. The address is secret. But if you chat loud enough, we'll invite you tonight. There's a lot of seed in the jacuzzi, right, Jeff? Oh, yeah. How many of us can fit in here, do you think? How many, at the most, have ever fit in here? <laughs> well, uh... I bet you could fit comfortably 10. Oh, for sure. But That's on, a low number. But after a couple bottles of wine, I bet you've had 
at least 40. Ooh, I like how you're thinking. So, dear friends, the quickest in the chat who says I'm on my way, the door is open. So, Jeff, you, first business, obviously Texas Hold'em you're amazing at. So, you said you were in the jacuzzi. Is it where you got the idea of underground cellars? That's right, yes. Underground cellar um, was an idea that came to me uh, when I was in the hot tub and my, my home in Arizona. This was, you know, remember when I was not, you know, the, the wine expert that I am today and yeah. not quite the, um, you know, the, the business success. success. Well, you were very successful before, but so what does the jacuzzi do to you that makes you think of ideas? Tell well, us, is it the warm water? Is it the bubble? Should I start the jets? Because we could go all the above, but <laughs> we want everybody to hear us. I think that, um, I mean, from a scientific perspective, right, it gets uh, the heat, it gets things moving, it gets the blood pumping, you get more blood to the brain, yeah. and the ideas just start flowing. And then you add it with wine, and then it becomes exponential, right? Or it might just be the wine. You know, I thought my best ideas come in a hot tub, but I've always had a glass of wine with me in a hot tub, so maybe it's just the wine that does it. And have you ever had crystal? Because this is something... The first time I met Jeff, he loved those glasses, so we have to do something with those. Can you guys hear that at home? So Jeff, tell yes, us. Yes, yes, yes. So you, you have this idea of this company. So how did you how do you go from an idea to just saying, I'm going for it? So you make money on the first deal. So you said I'm gonna reinvest it and start it? Is it how you did it? Yeah, I think that I've you know taken that approach um, with my early business dealings where you know when I was um, you know, in, when I was younger, high school, college, um, have these like business ideas, like so many of us do. But I think um, the one piece of advice that I, I had from a family friend, which is you can get clouded in having so many great ideas that you never execute on any of them. That's right. And, and, um, and I was very fortunate where I had a small exit from my last company, the ID card company. Um, and so I had, I had a little bit of money and a little bit of time and I, and I heard this statistic, uh, watching like Shark Tank or something, I heard the statistic and they said nine out of 10 companies fail within the first three months. And I'm like, well, I just need to start 10 companies and then one of them will be successful. And, and that's literally what I did. Really? I took my money from my last business and I said, I'm going to literally start 10 companies, uh, 10 ideas. And I, and I divided my day. I worked two hours per idea every day. Really? And I said, at the end of the three months, wow. whichever one is actually taking off, whichever one is really resonating, I'm going to kill the rest and focus 100% on it. Um, and Underground Seller was, was that idea. Very and, cool. And the idea, you know, if you, if you remember, is, is giving people that value, but not by discounting but by upgrading. Yes. From a customer's perspective, if they can come to Underground Cellar and they, um, they buy you know, a, a, a $30 bottle of Chateau Buenavista proprietary blend, maybe it's a little more than that, but let's say. Yeah, they, uh, they can buy your entry level um, Buenavista, but one out of five bottles they buy gets upgraded to a magnum of Buena Vista. And for example, and this is just an example, 
One out of a hundred bottles in the deal, when someone buys from it, they get upgraded. The bottle is swapped out, let's say, to um, a bottle of your um, your J um, JCB. Yeah, your your JCB number one. I love that. That's idea. what, like, roughly two hundred twenty-five dollars. But let's make it extra special. In this example, one out of a hundred people get upgraded to a magnum of JCB number one. I love it. And the idea here is we're not, we don't have to incentivize people to buy wine because, oh, I can get the lowest price or I'm going to get 40% off. And it's so weak, I think, to always sell wine on the lowest price. I mean, it's, that, you know, it's not a USP. It's not a, a good proposition, right? It's There's a, always someone lower. It's just chase to the bottom. That's it. What ends up happening is it's this race to the bottom. Everyone's competing on price. And there ends up not being enough profit for the wineries to continue to be able to invest into making brand new wine brands or to make sure the quality stays high. That's right. Um, and that's why... Um, so I you're throwing those amazing things on the site. Yep. So everyone should go on underwinesellers.com, get naturally an application, and then you receive those daily emails, right? You'll, you'll get daily emails uh, from myself. You know, I, I mentioned, you know, several years ago, I wasn't a wine expert, but through being in this business and making friends with people like you. Thank you. Um, I've learned. You guys hear that? I've learned so much. Yeah. And every day uh, I, I, I send out these emails where we go in depth into, you know, what is the life of, you know, John Charles Bosset? You know, what makes his wine special? He plays Texas Hold'em, he goes in the jacuzzi, and he has another surprise suit. That's my life. Yeah. <laughs> but it, I love the idea. So you build it, and it caught on fire immediately. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, what, it was one of my 10 ideas. So I wasn't even sure if it was going to be a business or if anyone would want to buy What's something. What's the other one you wish you would have pursued, or you may be still pursuing, that you are comfortable sharing you don't have to but because um, it's so cool can you believe two hours a day it's 20 hours a day i know jeff sleeps very little we we email at two or three o'clock in the morning i really believe dear friends sleep is overrated and i know my lovely mother who is watching is against this principle she thinks we should sleep all eight hours eight hours it's too much isn't it you know i i i've heard that feedback but at like 1 a.m. comes and 2, 3 a.m. I'm just like, I'm so excited because people like John Charles are emailing me at 3 in the morning. How can I possibly sleep? <laughs> That's true stories. So, you know, what's the other thing you would want to do? Because I could see, dear friends, which is so cool is what we've learned is entrepreneurship, idea generation, ideating, and allocating the time to test over three months, as you said. You know, 90 days is the business going to be sustainable and then you pick one and you go for it. And I think this is so cool of an advice that you're enlightening us. I, I had no idea of all that. So which one is the other one you still want to do? That is oh, you're trying to pull it out of me. Tell me. Um, He's a true poker player. Well, I think many of these ideas are very viable. You know, it's, it's, it's really in any case. Let's toss to him. I know he's crying in the corner of the house, <laughs> feeling very sad right now. It's emotional for those people really into sports, right? Yeah. You know, uh, to answer your question, uh, you know, I would say I was really influenced um, by, not to get sappy on you, 
but by my parents. Great. My, my mother, Robin, um, and my father, Larry, they were entrepreneurs. And so I was brought up in a household where this was something that was like accepted and, um, and they supported me in it. Yeah. And, um, I think I was very fortunate that, um, you know, I, I always knew that I had their support. And so I was willing to take those risks, you know, going back when we were, when we were playing poker, it's all about this risk versus reward. And if you're willing to take the risk, if you're willing and able to put those inhibitions behind you and say, I'm just going to take a leap. You know, I might not have a lot of money. I might not have, you know, a ton of ideas, but if I had a little bit of money and at least a decent idea, I'm going to invest in myself. Um, and that's what my parents taught me. And I think that's what really... And, and how did they maybe manifest it to you? They, did they say it's okay if you fail? It's okay if you this and that? Did they, did they make it comfortable? Because the big thing we're all afraid of is always failure. You know, is always to say, mm, this was a good one, but I need to move on. It didn't work out. And then you can get into that spiral of vulnerability and you say, I won't do it again because I'm afraid of failing. I, I think that failure, or at least the perception of failure, drives so many people to make the wrong decision. Yeah. Um, you know, in growing underground seller, um, you know, many of our customers may know, like, <laughs> we definitely had, like, our share of growing pains over the years. Yeah. You know, when, um, when you look at a company like ours that grew a thousand percent in just the past year, year and a half, you know, um, unintended things, like, occur. Yeah. Um, but you always have the opportunity to say, like, how do I maneuver around the obstacle or am I going to get crushed by the boulder? Um, and I think also aligning myself with people that, um, that see the vision. Mm. It makes it uh, except, you know, much easier when those days come where it feels like the world's crashing you know, around you. And you just have people um, that are, are there to support you. Hmm. Um, so you really build basically the architecture in addition around the idea of having the simulation of wanting to do it, wanting to win. Did you ever think underground seller could not work? I've always believed in the vision. I, I, I think there were doubts as to, um, you know, how the, like the world would accept something so different. Yeah. Yeah. You know, right. everywhere else you buy wine on the internet, it's, you know, they're motivated, uh, by price, right. That chase the bottom or they're motivated by, by someone else's opinion, the, you know, the, the wine ratings, or they're motivated by what the man in the wine shop, you know, suggests you buy. I mean, I think those are all good, right? Like let's, let's not ignore ratings and ignore suggestions from, you know, the person in the wine shop, man or man or woman in the wine shop. Um, but let's, you know, really hone in on believing in your vision Yes. and, and believing that it'll all work out in the end. And if it hasn't worked out, then it's not the end. And, and you believe in destiny as well. You believe that there's a design for your own life. As you said, your parents, great entrepreneurs, yourself, a fabulous and successful entrepreneur. What, what's your thought on that? I believe, oh, we're getting deep here. Well, I guess we might as well. We're sweating. Dear friends, it's 104. We've gotten four people on the chat coming up to right. Rappo Hill. Four of you. Hopefully, you are wearing a swimming suit. If not, we welcome beautiful lingerie. This is what we welcome in this house. And come and join us. Come and join us. 
Um, remind me that, the, oh, we were getting deep about, about life and spirituality. So yeah. I believe that, um, that if you're a good person, good things will happen. I, I do believe that hard work and dedication yeah. and perseverance definitely is, um, a factor in the outcome. You know, I, I think that there is, you know, I, I, I believe in, you know, this divine universe and, and, and everything, um, but I, but, but, but I also believe that you can't just sit back and wait for the world yeah. to deliver for you. How, how much do you believe, in fact, into destiny happening as an idea works, but not fully? That it gets re reorientated by a superpower that drives you to success. Like you, because the first few years were tough. You know, don't think, dear friends, that it was an immediate success from 1 to 50 or 1 million to whatever this volume is today, which is in, in the many, 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 eight, nine, ten digits numbers, right? So do you think that happens as well in the route of success or life? Um, I, I think that by working hard and, and really believing in something and dedicating yourself to it, um, you know, people can... can Uh, achieve success. I've also have like great friends who are brilliant and have great ideas and, and it doesn't work out. Right. Um, and so I think there are factors that play outside of what we can control. Yeah. But, um, I think the number one driver is our own ability to hone in on what we want and see that vision and then rally people around you to see the vision too. That's right. You know, when I was starting underground seller, he mentioned, you know, I, I had a small exit from, from my last company and by exit, I mean like, uh, I sold it for a little bit of money. So I had a little bit of money, a little bit of time, but not enough to, to do this on my own. And so I had to find people that believed in me, yeah. believed in the vision. Which I do. So I'm, I'm, and you found those people. I, I did. Our, um, you know, in, in the early, in the early stages of the company, there were people that just believed that there has to be a better way to, to access wine. And there has to be a better way for wineries who have built up these reputation, these price points to get their bottles of wine in the hands of customers that doesn't rely and put a big red X through the price. That's right. Um, I'm with you so much. And, you know, in many ways, that big X for what we do in the vineyards and the winery is kind of a little bit of a slap saying, come to me because I'm cheaper. Sounds a little bit like 17th century Rome, if you see what I mean for some of you, or 20th century Berlin or Paris. So we've been in the jacuzzi for a little while before we go to the dining table because tonight it's going to be dinner and it's going to be what you propose to our friends. So we're going to go to the table. Well, what, what, I mean, what, what idea before we go yeah. to this did you have in the last 15 minutes? Because, dear friends, I'm very close to Jeff. I could see him fuming. I could see his brain You know, like it's back to the future smoke coming out of his head. It's Einstein thinking. Did you get some ideas tonight as you just got into the jacuzzi that you think you want to put in place? I, I, uh, I do. I did. You know, spending time with, with you has made me realize that experiences are so important in the world of wine. Huh. Right? We've drank a glass of wine, yes. but we shared an experience. That's right. And I will forever remember this one of Vista red wine. 
because of this experience that we've had. Well, how can I either? <laughs> That's going to be cold. The proprietor's blend. That's going to be the jacuzzi. Maybe we empty it in the water with just the wine. I, I have had, well, I have had a fantasy about being in a, in a hot tub of wine before. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know how many barrels you may have out back, but let's, let's, uh, hey, let's start what, emptying them in here. What about if now <laughs> I'm the one holding the cards? Okay. I'm the dealer. What about if I suggest to you, Jeff? Yes. We're only a few months away when we think about it. This is spring. We're going to be summer. What happens at the tail end of the summer is obviously harvest. What about we do a remake of this, making wine together? And I would recommend Pinot Noir because we get in the tank, open top for matter. Same style of situation. It's not a jacuzzi, but I've used it all my life as making wine. We do punch downs, physical punch downs, and then we talk Pinot instead of red blend or in addition. I am a Pinot fiend. Pinot is the wine that made me fall in love with wine. Really? Why is that? Uh, well, I would say Pinot is approachable and smooth and delicious and supple. Yeah. And it has this nice, rich color to it. And it, uh, you know, as you take sips of it, um, you feel it throughout your body. And, and it makes this inspiration and creativity bloom. And when, last question before we keep going. When you get an idea, and you've alluded to it, but I really want to go a little deeper here. You have an idea. What's your process, intellectual, and then from an operational standpoint, to bring this idea to possibly life? You know, I am so um, grateful to have amazing people around. Yes, I was going to say. Um, there is um, One is hiding, crying, because, you know, he's lost at rugby. <laughs> we wanted to invite him in the jacuzzi, but his eyes were teared red of emotion. You know, when your national team loses against the French, you know, this is like a political statement. Yes. We, we, Can you hear him, friends? He's been laughing. Rob, we want to hear you. You're crying. Oh, he's suffering. So sad. We, uh, we definitely have some amazing wine experts on our team, including Rob, who you're referring to, who uh, his team lost rugby. Who is uh, a great man. What a palate. Great man. I mean, you build an insane group of people who understand. And, and I, th- I would say the other really you know, important thing is you need a diverse set of people. You know, you, someone might say, oh, well, you're, you, you're the founder of Underground Cellar. You must be a wine expert. You must have wine experts. Uh, yes, we, yes, we have amazing wine ex- experts, some of the best in the industry. But we also look at our business. Yeah. And I think why we've been successful is we look at our business in a way um, that's not like a traditional wine company. We, we are also a technology company. And so I built my team with technology experts as well. Yeah. You know, I recruited, um, it, it was not easy to do, but I recruited an executive from Google and Yahoo. Wow. Uh, his name's Jeff Hardy. He's our COO. Yes. I have one of the most prominent and powerful spiritual people on our team. Her name is Nellie Perchatkin. Yeah. And, you know, someone might look at me and say, well, what do you need? And like, Jeff is that cute boy, ladies and gentlemen, who wears a tie all the time. So you cannot miss him. You know, deep, dark hair, beautiful eyes, and he has this white shirt. He's a little tan, which makes him very strong, with a beautiful crest. 
You know, Are we talking about me here or are we talking about you? No, no, no. We're talking about Jeff. <laughs> and he is your CEO. Oh, oh, him. Oh, okay. Then that makes way more Over here, dear friend. He doesn't want to join us in the jacuzzi because the lovely tie. He, do, he does have a, a, a really awesome uh, ability to get the best out of people. I could see that. So that's your secret, really. It's so putting people around you that will make you successful. Yeah. And, you know, someone might look and say, like, why do you need, like, a technology executive in a wine company? And, and my answer to that is, we're not just a wine company. We are revolutionizing That's it. the wine industry. That's uh, that I, I would. And, dear friends, as you all know, I want to have a toast as we go to our next moment to announce the big prize of tonight. I would want to say to you, Jeff, as, as a friend, now we've, we've shared losses on Texas Holden, whoever won, whoever lost. I think I lost, but you know, jacuzzi moments, great dinners. I, I really want to commend you for that. And, and thank you for your advice because it resonates to me. The challenge for all of us is always to go too fast, not to go through the steps. So any ideas you all have is worth talking to us as well. And we're not sharp tanks. We're not sharp. We're little beautiful. What would be the fish if you were a fish? We're much softer than the sharks. We're, we're like the, the minnow tank. That's or right. Or we, yeah. Woo! Let's show some legs to people. Because those legs will be making wine at the Loge Vineyards very soon in a few months with Jeff. So I, um, I am fond of very, very thick legs, if you ask me. Yeah. And it's so that is one of the reasons why this wine is amazing. Because you see those legs come through. Yeah. What, um, what, what is it for uh, John Charles? You've yes. been asking me so many questions. I realize the temperature is rising in here, but I am very excited to learn about you and, and to share with your audience and, and my audience. I'm going to share this video too. Um, like, how is it that, that you got to this point where, where you have such amazing wine, an amazing life, amazing family? I, I follow you exactly to the T. And I'm going to summarize it, dear friends, because it's amazing. We met, we connected, we knew there was things to be done beyond our imagination. And this is going to be the last few questions for, dream, for, for Jeff. Dreams, imagination, and obviously how you see the world. It's really having an idea, using wine as this catalyst of energy that really brings us together. You said it, that makes you think, that makes you inspired. That makes you emotional, that makes you vulnerable, that makes you powerful, weak, and authentic. That's point number one. Number two, for me, I, I love being with people. I adore people. And when people are constructive around me, bring ideas, don't tell me I cannot do this or it's negative. It's worthless. I don't need anyone for that. But when people are really bringing ideas to the table, as you said about Jeff and Rob and, and, and many of your members of your team, I think that has been the second part for me of, of why we are maybe a little further away than we were 20 years ago. And finally, I would just say meeting people like yourself. I think it all boils down to friends, partners, with whom, dear friends, we really think about how do we take it to the next level. And I need to tell you, and that's a beautiful transition to the table. I've been in the wine world for virtually 50 years, 50 you know, I was born in it, and I was very fortunate to have this magical Pinot and Chardonnay sperm that met, and it gave birth to Mother Nature and to who I am, as well as my sister. 
What is so cool, though, is to see people like Jeff in another business, not even being an expert in wine. Because you know what an expert is, right? It's Rob. <laughs> well, it's Rob. It's someone who knows how to be wrong with authority. His wish was an expert in rugby. <laughs> and, and to be able to get ideas and to build things together. So, dear friends, as we having the first wine of history as a red blend, for one of the most amazing entrepreneurs who was not in the wine business seven years ago, right? Yep. Or even five. Seven, yep. Seven. Now he's one of the key leaders of the wine world online. So stay tuned. We're going to go to the family table. You'll be part of our first course of dinner, and we'll ask Jeff two more questions. Beautiful. Dear friends, our guests, Jeff, are about to arrive. I'm going to give it a little bit of a swing. Ooh, we bring energy to the wine. I'm going to bring something that's going to bring a vortex of pleasure to you. So, Jeff, we want to hear your sense of description of a great wine that is 100% Cabernet Sauvignon and happens to be my dream. So I want to hear your dream as you describe this wine because that wine was my dream. Napa Valley, I did not know. Napa Valley, I did not know how to make Cabernet. Pinot, born. So that was a big discovery. That, that's right, because your, your roots, John Charles, are in, in Burgundy, is that right? And so you, tell me about that. So you were born in Burgundy. Born and raised in a small living room. My parents made wine. My sister and I made wine with them. And more importantly, during the day, often as a child with the people who were there to assist them, and we tasted wine. By seven, eight years old, we knew the drill on wine inside out, which was so wow. fun. And you know, when you're born, it's like if your parents have a restaurant. You know, you do the dishes, you know how to set the table, you know how to wash the dishes, you know how to cook a few, you know, courses on your own. And that was the same. So I got very fortunate, but I did not know how to make this. But you shared in the jacuzzi, yes. with your friends, we got Chef Shaw himself in the jacuzzi. <laughs> you mentioned about dreams. What is yeah. your dream? Your overarching dreams. We all have them, we write them down. We close our eyes and we say, can it happen? You know, my, it, it's, it's a great question. Um, I would say that my dream is to leave this world a better place than I found it. And to, and for those people that were um, significant in my life, uh, to have a happy life along the way. How would you like yourself, though, to impact that world, to make it a better world? I get it. You wanted to witness it as being, what's your contribution along the way? I think that my... Um, you know, my best shot at accomplishing that um, is by connecting with um, people that I am um, just in, in awe of, um, like you, and other, you know, really amazing wine producers and visionaries in the industry, and, and trying to understand, you know, your story and yes. what went into your wine, 
and be able to bring that to um, you know our underground seller customers. I, I see that as um, you know one way that I can you know at least do my little part impacting everyone. Yes. And and you know, and I asked you about you know your your background. Um, yes. And I sort of asked you my question as as an as an answer to your question, right? Yes. But the reason I did that is because um, I think what really matters is what went into this bottle. Mm. There are so many bottles of wine. You can yes. walk down the shelves at Oakville Grocery. You know, the oldest wine, um, you know, one of the oldest wine shops in California, the oldest grocery store, one of the oldest establishments in California. And, and there's so many different bottles of wine. Yes. And as you look at each bottle, there's a story behind each one. Yes. And what I try to do with Underground Cellar um, is, is trying to understand those stories. And... And and bring them in a manner that I that my customers can can also live that journey. That's right. And so it's so special for me to be here, you know, in your home, having such an amazing evening in your hot tub and drinking these delicious bottles of wine. Um, not just because it's delicious and I'm having a blast, but because it gives me insight into like like every drop in that bottle. Yes. Like you poured your life into. That's right. Very much so. You know, it, it has to do with your, your family and your, you know, your sister and your parents and making that wine at home as a, you know, um, and that's what fascinates me. And if I can do my part, just understand your story and bring that to our customers and get you have enough of these, uh, you know, glass of this wine. So you autograph this bottle and some more for our customers. I think that's the least in the short term, what I can do towards that goal. Well, maybe we could do it. <laughs> Okay. Shall we make it happen? You but, tell me, what would you like to do for all those great friends as an additional part of your dream? Because then I have a big question for you, but I'll do anything you want for all our friends with us. So what shall we do? Uh, you'll do anything I want? Almost. I lost at the Texas Hold'em, but luckily tonight, dear friends, I think we kind of tied because... The Joker, we didn't take it out. And it was your cards in many ways. The one of heart, you know, was there too. So we quite even. I like that. So I commit to do anything you suggest. And you give the pitch. Maybe I'll say yes. All right. So in the chat, I, I mean, he's given us the opportunity, guys. In the chat, I want you to tell me what you think we should have John Charles do. Oh, he's, he's getting me. We're going to have to get more wine. There's a lot of things we can do. All right. To wine. Well, um, all right. Uh, looks like uh, looks like someone says they want you to do the Macarena. Do, 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 you know? Do, 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 do. That's easy. The Macarena. Uh, Macarena. <laughs> okay, I did that. Okay. Um, I've showed you my chest. That was a big deal today. Uh, that I that is true. It is a big deal. We they, both did. You, you, Next time we should go in the jacuzzi with nothing, just a bow tie, just so that you see how good we look. That's why I just nod my head. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so shall we have a few more people at this table? So yes. Yeah, so the other thing I would love to do is, you know, here I am in your beautiful home wearing a bow tie. Uh, the last bow tie I wore was a, a wedding couple years ago. Thank you. You got me to put a bow tie on. I got you to expose that chest. But what I would love to do, I mean, this is just 
unbelievable, a little ridiculous, a little amazing. I'm like, I'm just having a blast. I would love for our customers, you know, and your customers, I would just love for the universe of, of you know, um, you know, boisse drinkers, underground seller, you know, users, just to share in this. Absolutely. Would you be open? And, uh-huh. and I don't know if he's open to this, but I'm right- taking a knife now. I've had the gun, now I have a knife. Oh my but God. I know it's, it's the fish knife, so it's not that dangerous. <laughs> you know, everyone watching may not realize this, but right now, right here, we are at the top of what's called Wapo Hill. It's the highest point in Napa. It is, um, you know, uh, a landmark uh, place that we are. Um, it's at, you know, the, the, the highest elevation, has so much history. This home was, a, this home was originally built for, um, for Robert Mondavi, right? That's right. And, and now, you know, by another- By the famous architect Cliff May. Oh, yeah. designed by Cliff May. And now, you know, another visionary in the wine world, uh, you know, is, is here. And Thank you. Well, here he is. His name is Jeff Shaw. <laughs> He's the visionary. Are we talking about our, my, our COO again, Hardy? Or, uh, no, no, we're no. talking about you. Okay. Uh, I would just love to be able to share this experience um, with, with, the, with, with, our, with our fans, with our, with our people. So how many people shall we have at this table? I don't know. How many seats do we have? Well, let's make it, we could sit 60, but I think we should go half of it so there's more space. That's, that's smart. And we can meet every one of you if you decide to be the lucky one, if you want to be the lucky one. Some of you may say, I don't want to be part of this. Some of you should say, I do. So, so this is what I recommend. And if you want to shoot it down, that's okay. I'd love to do a special offering on undergroundseller.com yeah. where our, our users can engage and learn about you and learn about the wines and, um, and have an opportunity where if they participate enough, yes. that they could have a seat at this table, that they could sit in that hot tub with yes. you. Ah, I love and, it. And I don't know if, they, if they're interested, but I'll come too. Well, of course, if you don't come, the party hasn't started. Okay. So, you know, if, if I don't know what we need to do to make that happen, but if, if you could create this dream come true, I think that- uh, Jeff, for you, we had such a lot of fun. It's so fun at the table to meet friends, to make new friends, to have new friends, to be able to engage on new discussion. This is what it's all about. So I officially, Jeff, accept the challenge. Ooh, that was a piece of crystal. I liked it. This was a good sign because one of you has been chosen to come. And if it's you, put hearts, hearts, hearts on the chat. So we're going to have eight friends. We're going to be here and we're going to be enjoying some amazing wines, right? That is awesome. I'm in. So Jeff, now you cannot escape the final question. Okay, let's hear it. I want you to look deep and intensely at the camera. Uh, You're a very wise man. You a phenomenal innovator, you're great entrepreneurs, you have a million ideas a minute, you create multiple business, you're serial, serial entrepreneurs. I mean, that's a big deal. Um, what message would you have, you know, out there? In the pandemic, you double the size of your business. I mean, people need to realize, as we're all crying and being sad and thinking this is the end of the world, this is the apocalypse, you build 
further your business. Your positive mind, what message do you have for everyone out there? The message that I have is persevere. You know, life gets, gets rough. And, you know, I could imagine people watching who, who may be currently living, you know, in that very rough life. Like, yeah. for so many people, um, you know, things have not rebounded. That's right. Um, and so what I would say is keep working hard. But don't rest on your laurels. The world is changing. Yeah. Um, the wine industry is changing. Um, every industry is changing. And it's up to us to change as well. And it's okay to pivot. It's okay to change course. Um, but it's important that, you know, if you, if you feel that little fire, that you, that you hop on it. Um, you know, we live in a, in a society where um, there are, are definitely people that benefited from, um, you know, from the world having this horrible catastrophe and That's epidemic. Right. Um, and, and there are others that, um, that, that figured out a way to be creative, to get out there and, and, um, and do what they could. And if you haven't yet figured that out, um, it's not too late and continue to, to just hone in on, on really what your passions are and follow your, you know, your guiding light. Um, and, you know, to everyone out there who, um, you know, needs, just needs a friend or someone to lean on, um, I'm here for you. Hmm. Jeff, so well said. Emotional, dear friends. Lots, lots, lots of inspiration tonight. Jeff, thank you so much. What a great time. Dinner is going to start. We say goodbye, but never goodbye. And all of you who want to come, the table is already dressed up. It's an inspiration for you to join us. Jeff, congratulations thank for you. who you are, what you've absolutely inspired to think of to be enlightened by and to do. Because it's not just about thinking, it's about doing. Cheers Jeff to that. Jeff Shaw, the Underground Sellers! Cheers! Woo!